0: Well, we uh, know we are being asked, requested, told to stay at home if possible. But as you just heard in the newscast, the weather forecast, uh, some pretty beautiful weather on uh, the way, some warm temperatures as well. And even with all of the warnings and people being told to stay in your community, if you do go out, there likely will still be people traveling during the Easter weekend. Let's bring in Ken DeNike, Assistant to Professor Emeritus at UBC in the Geography Department. Uh, he joins us on the line now. Ken, good afternoon to you. And to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this idea? And we've heard from the regional district of the East Kootenay; uh, They've sent a letter to BC health officials calling on more measures to keep people at home, to stop people from moving around the province, and in that case, going to a very popular part of the province. So what do you think about this idea of, of shutting down borders within the province?
1: I'm not sure you can shut down, you know, with with borders, but I think uh, some incentives for people not to visit those smaller places. And the difficulty is that the health uh, coverage and and ability to deal with uh, the virus once uh, it arrives is, is very limited in those small towns
0: and i would imagine too it's not just and i don't mean to 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 make it seem less less of an issue but it's not just the virus if if it's also if somebody is traveling to these smaller communities and they have a car accident or they have other some kind other some other kind of health emergency that requires attention immediately
1: yeah it basically is is the real lack of um healthcare facilities and in, in a number of those places they're using nurse practitioners who are you know bless their heart great but uh, they aren't surgeons
0: and and so could you though i mean could you stop it at major checkpoints i'm thinking i mean it would be a huge a huge issue or something huge if they stopped say the highway at hope only to residents of anybody that lives past that point if you're leaving metro vancouver
1: no, actually, from a transportation perspective, it really isn't possible. The, the difficulty is that you have a lot of business, um, you know, uh, even even people. Um Selling things, products, uh, products, moving trucks, etc., but also, uh, you know, the whole sort of business interaction that occurs through the province with Vancouver as the central place. Uh, it would be very, very hard on those communities if you sort of stopped, you know, did a did a real checkpoint at the border.
0: Right. What about other areas? And I know there have been some closures of, uh, say, campgrounds, places where people might be going and gathering, and, and places that, are, that uh, people often go in groups. What about shutting down kind of those recreational areas?
1: Well, I think they can, they can put limitations on them and, and uh, you know, point out numbers. Uh, you know, in the summer, you see some of these campsites, and they have four or five tents and maybe 10 or 12 people associated with them, and that's, that is just out of line.
0: Right. Uh, Would it be difficult as well when you talk about uh, the geography of the province in that even if one route was deemed only essential traffic? I mean, there are so many other roads, smaller routes, logging roads and places. If somebody's really determined to get somewhere, they can get somewhere.
1: Yeah. If you look at the, uh, you know, I I like to use the back roads uh, off and on and, and you can get, from any place to any place else, uh, you know, by taking a, a really indirect route.
0: Right. Uh, would it be then even enough, if people are still going to travel, I mean, would it, getting the message out to, as far as, I mean, the least people can do is take everything with you, take your groceries with you, take whatever it is you need with you, so then you're not stopping at a small town grocery store, you're not, you're not, you're really limiting your contact with the community and with anybody in the community.
1: Well, it sounds like a good suggestion. <laughs>
0: um, I, I mean, have we ever looked at anything like this before, and 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 had this issue where we're having places that I mean, generally way, uh, under normal circumstances would be probably uh, loving the people to coming into the smaller communities and helping out with uh, the economy and spending their money. Uh, have we, have you ever seen this before? In that it's quite the opposite.
1: Well, there's been some planning done on this, and, and including. Uh, when we're looking at routes, uh, you know, in transportation, we're looking at alternative routes and the possibility of building them uh, in other places. And, uh, yeah, there was, you know, there was some speculation, but it was strictly uh, theoretical.
0: Mm. And and even with the the provincial health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, and many people, thankfully, are listening to her, taking her advice, taking it to heart and that. I mean, she's talked about the fact that the virus doesn't know any boundaries. So it's only people that can stop it from spreading.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know in some of these small communities that that have yet to, had any contact. You you kind of hope that uh, you know people stay away so that uh, they they don't bring with them the virus. You you know even not expecting it because we don't know just when it's contagious. You know it could be pre. Uh, the, the sort of the, the time period that, that, that it really starts to show up or it could be afterwards. And there's some sort of speculation that it could go as long as 21 days.
0: Right. And I would imagine, too, then people that live in the smaller communities, uh, while while they would feel safer, I imagine, I mean, if the virus isn't there, uh, the only way it's going to spread is community spread and somebody has to physically bring it into the community. And whether that's somebody who's coming by to visit or somebody who lives in the community who leaves and comes back, it's only going to come there if somebody uh, somehow gets it and brings it back.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, that, that's one of the nice things about a small community is that uh, you don't have a lot of those pressures from outside. But once it arrives and you don't have the health authorities or the facilities and the, and the staff to deal with it, then you've got a real problem.
0: All right. So we will leave it there. Uh, Kendon. I thank you so much. Great to ch- chat with you today. Thanks for coming on the program. Oh, you're welcome. All right, Ken Denike is an assistant professor emeritus of UBC at the UBC Geography Department. And just to note, Linda Steele is going to be speaking with Rob Gay, the chair of the regional district of East Kootenai, the chair of the board. She's going to be talking with him after 5 p.m. And that is the region that has actually written a letter to Dr. Bonnie Henry asking that additional measures be brought in to help that region. Uh, it's a place where on a lovely long weekend, like we're about to see, you would normally see a lot of people flooding to the that area, to, uh, just to spend a nice weekend. They are begging people not to come for fears that they would bring the virus with them. A little bit later on in this program as well, we are going to actually check in with the Health Sick First Nation. They too are saying, do not come to our community. If you try and dock at our community to restock or supply or to spend time here, we are going to turn you away. And we're going to be ch- uh, talking with Chief Counselor uh, Marilyn Slett around 1.45 this afternoon. When we come back after a short break. Let's open up the phone lines again. What do you think of this idea? Should more borders be put in place? And I realize physically it would be very difficult to do that. But if people are still planning on going on trips throughout the province,